the Hook and Bang podcast. I'm Kurt Graves. I'm Maz Medics. Welcome back. Yeah. We're here mm-hmm. after one whole week off. Yes. How did that feel? Uh, weird, actually, because yeah. I'm, I'm so used to coming and like doing the recording on our speci- uh, specific- Used to coming. <laughs> uh, we, we write smut books, or yep. I do. Mm-hmm. You read them. Anyway. And I read them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was weird because it like threw off my weekly routine. Right. Plus like, you know, I have then fun. Was, but then there was that other thing that threw off the whole weekly routine. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, yeah. The <laughs> big turkey-sized brick in the middle of the week. Right, right. So. How was your Thanksgiving? It was fine. I mean, it's it's kind of relaxing, bordering, boring at this point, because it's just me and Alex now. So it's just sitting around the house, waiting for the turkey to be done, mm-hmm. kind of not doing anything, playing video games, which is nice. But yeah. I don't know. I kind of missed the family stuff this year, I guess, because it's been, what, three years now since we've done the whole running around, making sure we see everybody right. within the like crazy time frames. I'm like, oh, I mean, now that it's been so many years, I've had enough time to be like, I kind of miss it instead of being like, woo. Yeah. So eh, I, it was fine. I think you would very quickly get over it. Probably. If you had to do that all over yeah, again. Yeah. I would be like, oh yeah, I can't wait. And then we'd be in the car driving to Dallas and be like, oh yeah, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine was equally low key this year. It was just Good. John and I and the boys. And then my parents came up from... Uh, where they live an hour away. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs to know what that town is called. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't know it anyways. Right. <laughs> uh, anyways, they live an hour away and they were here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was, I mean, but it was also very low key and mm-hmm. enjoyable in its own way. And the Packer game was on, which gives people who care about that something to do. Yeah. That's the best case scenario. Uh, they won the game, which oh, means great. everybody was like super happy. Yeah. I don't usually, I'm not usually aware of whether or not sports teams have done well or not. Yeah. But I was aware on Thursday <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Good. Because it meant people were in a good mood. Mm-hmm. That's and important. And I made way too much food, which has been lots of fun to eat. Leftovers of. Leftover Thanksgiving food is like the best though. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, almost better than yeah. eating it the first time. Yeah. No, I agree. Because yeah. like you can just do weird combat. Like, are you one of those people that just like, mush- like mushes everything together or do you keep it all separate? Like in the containers that go into the fridge? Yeah. Or like when you're making your own plate. I mean, it all kind of touches. Okay. I'm not like turning it into a a mash (laughs) or anything. Yeah. I I do the mash thing. Like I, I like, I'll do like a layer of stuffing and then like a layer of mac and cheese and like top it with turkey and just make it into like this little bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Not like. A toddler, but like, like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm just going to, what, mix my mashed potatoes and gravy with the cranberries? Like, <laughs> no, that no, doesn't sound appealing. Nothing, nothing that nasty. But, okay. But yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a Thanksgiving KFC bowl. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those aren't bad. Yeah, for sure. I miss those. Yeah. Maybe I should get one of those. You'll regret it. Every time I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> every time I miss one and I go get it, I was like, oh, I'm going to treat myself. I feel like shit for like okay. a week. So don't do it. No, I won't. I I, I was, took that bullet for you already. That was all I needed to hear. <laughs> yeah. So because we had the long weekend work-wise, are you, did you get anything done? Or are you doing anything new and exciting? So I finished the dinosaur short story thing, which they finally announced that we can officially talk about it because they, okay. they wouldn't let us say anything until everything was like locked down. But uh, it's the title of the anthology is called Cretaceous Crushes, which I thought was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know everybody who's involved just yet. They told us to wait because there's still a couple of people like on the fence. 
But who's on the fence about I know. a dinosaur romance? I think it's more just like if they can finish in time because oh. it, it should have been turned in by now. Okay. And like a lot of there's people who are kind of needing a little bit of wiggle room. Sure. So we're kind of waiting to see that. But I've seen the cover, which is adorable. And they're doing a cover release on the 21st of December. Okay. It's really cute. I was Fun. like, I'm kind of a snob when it comes to like what my stuff is associated with cover wise. And I saw some earlier ideas and I was like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But like, eh. and then I saw what they landed on. I was like, okay, that's adorable. Okay, so good. yeah, but it's a ch charity anthology. And I can't remember the two charities that we're doing. I think one is the transgender uh, defense fund. And then the other one, I can't remember because we, we changed like kind of last minute, but okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, sure I'm excited. That will all be well advertised. Oh yeah, I'll the, scream it the from book the launch. Yeah, whatnot. exactly. So, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. So that's yeah. done. They have my story. I don't have to think about it anymore. And then I got a bunch of board counts done on um. He wanted to say find the gen wild mm -hmm. contracts too. Yep. So I think I'm about halfway through, at least from my initial like goal of what how long I wanted it okay. to be. So that's good. And awesome. it, like. Plot wise, I think it's lining up really well. So I'm like, hell yeah. Like Excellent. that rarely happens. So yeah. So like while Thanksgiving was super boring, it was very productive. Like oh. I got a lot done. So I mean, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I guess like I'm okay with boring for like a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. And this four day weekend was like just enough boring yeah. to be exactly what I needed. Yeah, for sure. Like I definitely, there were moments where I was like, am I seriously just going to sit down and watch another episode of television? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. And that's what's happening now. Yeah. Well, and like, sometimes I, I was about you need to like though. press play, but like, you don't even have to anymore. Yeah. Your shows just keep going. Well, until it hits that weird <laughs> thing where it's like, Hey, are you okay? And you're like, yes, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Just like, keep Shut playing. <laughs> don't ask me this question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yours wasn't overly productive. It was just mm -hmm. nice and relaxing. Yeah. Just perfect. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, uh, had absolutely no intention of doing any work for those four days. Yeah. Worked very hard to make sure I didn't have to do any work for those four days. Nice. And then proceeded to not do any work Good. for those four days. I'm proud of you. Thank you. That's hard to do. Thank like, you. I think we both suffer from anytime we're not doing something, the guilt of not doing something mm -hmm. is very loud. Sure. <laughs> so. Well, and I fully, I even thought that like mm, by Saturday or Sunday, maybe I'll do some podcast stuff or... Mm -hmm. I'll prep a book. Yeah. Things I can do from home. I just won't go into the office. Right. And no, I truly s spent the whole weekend doing house stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I made a whole adult, Thanksgiving though. meal. Yeah. That's uh, a lot. Like, that actually. Was, that was a lot of work, but <laughs> yeah. it wasn't for business work. Right. And I didn't, I truly did not do any the whole weekend. Good. And I'm perfectly fine. Good. Well rested. Mm -hmm. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Gold star. Yeah. So, uh, we, the day after Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. because we love picking these days where like nothing else is going on. <laughs> uh, we launched our latest audiobook, mm -hmm. Eternal Sin by Mia Monroe. Yep. Um, I have seen some people out there chatting about it as mm -hmm. they're listening. It seems to be getting some great response. I knew it would though. I, like this one I was really fun. Would. Yeah. It's a fun, I think I did a good job with it. Like, you did. It was fun. I, I feel proud of this one. So I'm excited for people to, to mm -hmm. be listening to it, hopefully enjoying it. Um, and hopefully telling people about it, uh, yeah. as we've discussed, like, because we don't, we're not on audible or anything like that. You can't leave her a ranking or a review or right. a rating or a review. Uh, but we do hope you're telling your friends if you like it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it definitely pointing helps them our way. Yeah. Uh, 
if you are listening to this the day it comes out, there's just a few more days for people to join our Patreon and they will get this book. They will get Eternal Sin mm -hmm. as their perk of membership. Yep. Uh, that lasts through December 4th. Yes. So if it's after December 4th, you can still join the Patreon, mm -hmm. uh, but your membership perk will come to you next month. Yes. Uh, but every member of our Patreon gets a 40% discount at our online store. Mm -hmm. And there are now three books that you could go get yeah. through our online store. Yeah, not with bad. That 40% discount. Mm -hmm. Not a bad deal nope. if you're signing up uh, even at the $5 level. Mm -hmm. So yep. you save more than $5 on the book. Yeah, it's a good deal. So. And this, and like, I mean, all of the books are great. I'm a little biased because one of them is mine, but, <laughs> but this one was really fun. Like when I was doing the proofing and stuff, I was like, this is such a good, like true to form MM romance. The yeah. vampires are interesting. Like I really liked it a lot. So I'm, I'm excited. People are jiving with it. Yeah. And I, I really liked the two main characters in mm -hmm. this one. Yep. Uh, I liked the setting. I liked that. I got to play with uh, all the different brothers who are from yeah. different places and different points in time. And like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, I would love, I would love to do more of this series if it gets enough of a response from people that it would be worth it to do that in mm -hmm. the future. Cause I really enjoyed the first book and I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation with Mia and mm -hmm. I would like to have more. Yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I love Mia. <laughs> if you're a fan of Mia Monroe and you like this audiobook, make sure you are subscribing and or purchasing the book through the store because that is how we know you like it. And mm -hmm. that is how we know it will be worth it to do another one. Yes. Yes. Uh, so you can check out uh, links to both our Patreon uh, and our online store, as well as our website and all our socials in the show notes for this episode mm -hmm. and all the episodes, frankly. Yeah. We are not gatekeeping that store no, from anybody. No, we try to scream it wherever we can, basically. Anywhere and everywhere we can. Yes. <laughs> Go buy our stuff. Yes. Um, and now that this book's out in the world, we get mm -hmm. to announce what our December audiobook pick is. Yes. Uh, and you said you were biased because one of your books has been turned into an audiobook. <laughs> yes. Well, it's about to get twice as bad. Yes. Because our December title is... Ethan and Jag destroy the world. I'm so excited by that this one. Maz Maddox. <laughs> That's me. It's you. <laughs> so yeah, this this uh, romantic duo was introduced as part of a holiday anthology series. Mm -hmm. So what better way to celebrate the holidays here at Hoof and Fang yeah. than with this book? Yeah, yeah, this one's fun. So it initially was a short story that um, I did that had to be based around uh, like the Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So the first part of the book is about how they meet and it's set during Christmas. So it's perfect for the season. And it's, I, I remember when I finished it, I loved it so much. It was one of those rare things that when I typically do short stories, I like it, but I, I don't really like writing short. So mm -hmm. I, cause it doesn't give me a lot of time to fall in love with the characters, but these two I did and I loved them. So down the road, I was like, you know what? I want to continue their story. I want to, it's like expand on that. Right. So I took the short and then I added like nine months later after all of the shenanigans from the first part, it's them during Halloween. So they've had nine months of like figuring stuff out. And then this is like a continuation of their story and everything goes crazy. Right. So it starts during Christmas time, which is perfect. And then it like fast forwards to Halloween. So you kind of get like yep. 
two awesome holidays in one. Right. And there's <laughs> yeah. no baby, even though no. nine months has passed. Yes, I no baby. I just want to make that very yeah. clear. <laughs> uh, that was happenstance. That's just how long there is between New Year's and, yeah. <laughs> and Halloween. Exactly. No babies. Yeah, no babies. No babies. No babies. Uh, and that short story, Demon All the Way, is mm-hmm. the beginning of the book, so that yep. will be included. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe we'll do something special with that short story when the time comes. Hmm. Hmm. Indeed. Maybe there's something we can do for our listeners. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, sex mm-hmm. in the books that we write and that we read. Yes. And after having that conversation, um, I got a lot of great feedback about it. I had good conversations with other people who had thoughts and ideas. Uh, it's something I'm going to tackle, I think in my other podcast that I'm making with some narrator friends about mm-hmm. the craft of narration. And after all of that, I thought, Gee, I did the thing that I hate that people do, What's that? which is that I made it about sex mm. and I, I put the spotlight on sex as like the, Ooh, is this the thing that we should be doing? And like, do we feel uncomfortable about it? And is it bad? Right. Uh, and even though our consensus is that no, it's not bad. And yes, we should be doing this work and there's no shame in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it drives me crazy that sex gets so much of the attention. Yeah. When there is so much violence in the media that we see, Mm -hmm. the content that we consume, the books we read, including the ones we picked. Oh, for sure. (laughs) You know, um, like violence just seems to get a pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we are living through yet another wave of people trying to ban books. And like the reasons are almost always about sex or sexuality. Yeah. But the violence that is inherent in our culture, in the media we consume, just does not get the same critical lens. Right. So we are rectifying that today. I want to talk about violence in the books and how we approach it and how we feel about it. Yeah. No, it's a good topic because it's it's I have a very weird relationship when it comes to violence in media and it's I think it's ever changing. My mind changes constantly about it, but where I'm sitting with it right now is I recently kind of took a step back because I was writing a part of Wild Contracts that was kind of gross. And uh I was like, <laughs> I ended up kind of kind of, ch- gross. kind of gross. And I was like, <laughs> I wrote it and was like, this is a bummer. Like yeah. I just this and I like I had to walk things back. I made it funnier. I took out some of the like stabby stabby stuff that was happening. And uh, yeah, it was one of those moments where I was like do I put too much in my books? Like you kind of, mm. I think you have to, as a creator, be like, am I part of the problem? Cause you, I mean, it, we as Americans, violence is uh, part of our, so ingrained in our culture. And like, I think somebody put it well, where it's like the, we, we worship the cult of the gun, you know, mm-hmm. like guns are in absolutely everything. It was like the end all be all weapon for everything. Even superhero movies have right. guns. Captain America shoots guns. Like it's part of it. So, yeah, I I don't know. It's a good topic because I'm like, I feel like romance and violence have a yin and yang. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I'm in the middle of writing a book about an assassin and I'm like having this crisis where I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) Like, Do I need to be reevaluating like what he does and how much I'm putting into it? And there's dead bodies that are alive again. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's a lot. So, yeah. Well, and I mean, we just did an audiobook that is about assassins. Mm -hmm. And uh, as an, as a narrator, uh, we are sometimes when we're approached about a book, we're given a heads up about the 
uh, level of spiciness. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it more often now that we are also sometimes given a heads up about certain types of violence. Mm-hmm. But even those are mostly sexual. Yeah. It is mostly about sexual assault. Yeah. And non-consent. Um, I just through one production house, do I regularly see uh, a description of how much spiciness is there and a description of how much violence is there, mm-hmm. regardless of whether it is sexual violence or just run of the mill, shooty, stabby, punchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Violence, exactly. You know? Yeah. Like if people are getting killed um, and I'm rarely bothered by it. Like I, the, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, where like I came across that first sex scene and like, I really stopped and I thought about like, do I want to do this? And what mm-hmm. will it mean if this is my voice putting this out in the world? I did not do that for the violence that was in that book. Yeah. Well, there's a huge double standard here yeah. in America. Like you could, I mean, cartoon, we watched me and Alex got really into gravity falls recently. Okay. And, uh, there was an episode we watched last night where this kid accidentally summoned zombies, as you do. And like this, like they were like chopping off their heads and bashing their skulls in and like their blood was green, but mm-hmm. it was still gore. Right. I mean, but it, this is a Disney cartoon. But I remember the creator of it talking about on um, Twitter a couple years ago how he had to rewrite this one couple because it was a gay couple. And Disney was like, no, absolutely not. But they were okay with like, the zombies getting ripped in half right. and stuff. So it's like, of course you didn't think about it because you don't have to. That's not going to end your career. But like, mm-hmm. God forbid you you read a sex scene out loud. That's you know no right. no. That's porn. So, yeah, that's porn. How dare you? Right. So it's yeah, it's it's really topsy turvy how all that yeah. works. Yeah, and I guess like I don't know if I'm just aging into a a point in my life where like I just don't want to do it mm-hmm. as much as I did. Yeah. Um, I would say I appreciate the heads up. I don't know that I would do anything in the real world that was as violent as mm-hmm. I feel comfortable doing like vampire assassins right. in an urban fantasy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the fantasy of it gives it some cover for yeah. me in that these, types of violent actions don't actually happen in the world mm-hmm. um, because to my knowledge, vampires do not exist. Um, although in the conceit of the book, no one would know they were anyways. Yeah. That's, that's by design. <laughs> right. That could just be their plan. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when a book is just a contemporary book and there's mm-hmm. violence, it is like, yeah. I don't know. I would struggle with it. Um to me, that mostly has surfaced in particular genres of mm-hmm. books, uh, including what's often described as dark romance, yeah, uh, or bully romances, mm-hmm. uh, or dubcon, dubious consent, or right. noncon, non-consent. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I know there's a market for it, and mm-hmm. I don't shame anybody for what they like. Right. But I am definitely at a point where, like, I don't want to do that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have said no to things now because of that type of violence appearing in a book. Right. Even sometimes when I was promised it wouldn't, <laughs> and, then it's yeah. like, and then you get the manuscript and it's like, no, mm. this thing that I said was a, a red line for me that I will not cross. Yeah. It's here. Yeah. So you have to find somebody else. Um, 
it would take a lot of convincing for somebody to get me to do another like motorcycle club romance Mm -hmm. uh, just because of how prevalent violence is in that culture, in those books. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, if that's what you like, more power to you. For sure. It's just not what I am interested in doing at this point in my career. Mm -hmm. And I want, I guess, to be more vocal about the fact that like I am more comfortable with weird kinky sex stuff than I am with blatant violence. And I just, I'm putting it out there and I don't care if people think that's weird. Well, and I don't think it's weird because it, it's, especially within the MM romance community, like we, the, the don't yuck somebody else's yum is very prevalent. And so mm-hmm. I think you can recognize when something is part of the community and just be like, no, thank you. Politely, right. no, thank you. Um, and I know a lot of people who like the darker romances, who like the bully and the non-con and stuff like that. They are themselves survivors of similar things Mm. so that's how they cope that's how they make it into a fantasy so they can you know heal in their own ways other people totally opposite that's so far from what they want to do so everyone's different right so i understand the appeal i understand why it's important i think it should people can continue to write it forever like Mm -hmm. always but yeah no i'm i'm the same way there's definitely hard cut off things where i'm like i'm not comfortable with it and i think this has changed quite a bit since I've gotten into the genre. Cause I, I think I started reading it in like 2016. I read everything. It could be dark shit, like mm-hmm. dark as the night. And I'm like reading it and I'm like, oh, okay. But like, I also was a 911 operator at the time. And so I think my brain shifted after that job to where I just don't have the stomach for any like real world type of violence anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think the last John Wick movie I watched, I was, I love John Wick. It's one of my favorite series, but that one was rough. There was like, there's so many gunfights and stuff. So we were towards the end of the movie and I was like, man, it's just not hitting the same way right. it used to. Cause I think I'm just like, I don't know, man, I'm kind of well, it over it. It almost has to outdo itself. Yeah. Time, they have right? to like, ramp it up. Born movies did that. Yeah. I didn't see John Wick for specifically that reason. Yeah. I don't like the violence, uh, but I'm assuming they have to do the same. Uh, yeah, like for sure. Deadpool, the second movie was grosser and more violent <laughs> yeah, than the first really one. Was. Like they always have to outdo themselves yeah. when that sort of content is there. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something that's interesting to me. You said, I understand the appeal. I'm going to say, I don't understand the appeal. Yeah. But I think it's important sometimes to acknowledge that like, I don't get it. I can't put myself in your shoes, mm-hmm. but I'm still okay with you doing it. Yeah. You no, know? that's a big one because you don't have to understand it to be tolerant about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, tolerant, accepting, yes. even celebrating it. Like yeah. if it's good for you, I believe you when you say it's good for you. Yeah. I cannot relate in any way, shape or form. For sure. It makes me deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, I am not a survivor of domestic or sexual assault, but still... I think the way my brain works, the way empathy exists in my person, mm-hmm. um, I put myself too much in those situations and I just can't and don't want to. And yeah. it's part of my job to put myself in those situations if yeah. I'm narrating the book. Yeah. And so sense. that's where like I've learned to take care of myself and just say, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Those aren't. For me, I probably won't do as good of a job as somebody who can relate to those characters and those situations better than I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay that I don't understand it. Yeah. I just believe you when you say you like it. Yeah. Person who likes it. For sure. Regardless of what 
the content is mm-hmm. with some exceptions. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, I think some things we can agree on that's just a hard no, right. no, everything right. about that is bad and you are bad. Um, but. We're going to have a fight if it's violence against animals. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> and violence against children. Mm-hmm. We're just going to have a fight about whether or not that's okay to do yeah. even sure. in a book. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. We're going to have a fight about it. That's, mm-hmm. that's a line. I'm not, Yes. I'm just not willing to be like, oh, it's okay that you like that. Nope. No, I don't think it is. I think nope. if you like that, we need to um, have a long conversation that includes a call to a therapist. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Yeah. I will proudly stand on that so, hill with you for sure. Right. Right. But yeah, oh, it's it's a good question. And I, I think because I've, I've never been the author who writes dark romance or um, hopefully not too overly violent, but I think I can kind of toe the line on that one. Some, some of my stuff. Your dinosaurs did some pretty violent things. Yeah. I mean, they chomp, chomped some people. They chomp, chomp people and hit people in the head with bats and stuff. So I mean, they were facing off against some bad dudes. Yeah, for sure. So I think probably after wild contracts, because it's kind of unavoidable when he's a necromancer slash Mm -hmm. assassin. um, I think I'm going to work on dialing it back just because I, I don't want I don't know. I like me personally in my career, I don't want to keep leaning on violence as a crutch for plot and like mm. where I want things to go. Like, I don't know, maybe find clever ways to talk people out of things or mm. solve things without people getting punched in the face. Right. But I don't know. Well, that's, that's where I am right now. Well, since right. fast forward five years and I'm like, I have a <laughs> Hitman series. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, as I, as I'm sitting right now, cause it was, it was a weird, like the timing of this is, awesome because mm-hmm. it was just last weekend when I was writing that I was like, I think I need to chill out. Yeah. I think I need to maybe walk some of these scenes back. So, yeah. yeah. And like, I don't recall the first book being upsettingly violent mm-hmm. because it's the world that the character lives in. Right. And this is also true of Mia's book that I just narrated and is out now eternal sin available in our online store. Um, <laughs> The violence is always justified. Sure. And even though I have human empathy for every living human being, if if a human has to be murdered, authors often make it quite justified. Yeah, that for sure. That person. Yeah. Uh, including some cases where like v- that person is doing the violence and removing them from the situation might actually lead to less violence Mm -hmm. overall. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I can understand that too. Like I try to make the people who get unalived, I try to make them bad or justified in some way. But like with Dallas, he takes a job no matter what it is. He's not one of those assassins with morals. He's like, it's the paycheck for him. Mm -hmm. So I had to be careful with whoever he was targeting on page because I didn't want it to be like, Dallas is a bad person. I, I wanted him to be like, he's his past is really bad, but he's not bad now. Like he's mm-hmm. growing and stuff. So, but like with this past scene that I was doing, the, it was, uh, I, it, the person wasn't bad, but they were like already dead. And so he was like bringing them back to life and just like all of it was just kind of icky. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to have to rewrite this now because I don't like it. Like right. it was just too nasty. And so I'm like, I, I rewrote it and made it way funnier. And so it, I like what it, where it's at now, but yeah, I was like, I don't want, I don't want Dallas to be an asshole. I don't want him to be somebody who like violence is his entire personality. I wanted him to more, be more like a lovable idiot, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, 
I'm going to have to kind of reframe my lens going forward and be like, okay, can I, does it have to be like kick in the door and punch the bad guys and save the boy? Or can we maybe do something different and maybe right. make it more interesting where people are walking away from the situation face intact? You know what I mean? So, yeah, well, this is, this is a I good look topic. forward to learning more about that journey as it continues to unfold. Indeed. And, uh, and I do also think that like trigger warnings, content warnings, um, are prevalent now for a reason. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that we include those. Uh, we are including them in the actual audio of the books we're producing, mm -hmm. um, which I don't think is necessary. I do think it's necessary to have those sorts of content warnings uh, on whatever page uh, you purchase a book from. I think you have to, before you buy something, you have to know yeah. uh, what might be in the book that could really harm you just by being exposed to even a, a fictional character going through it, even yeah. in a fantasy world. I think we can have a whole episode about trigger warnings because it's it's weirdly divisive. People are either 100% like, yeah, for sure, these help people, or they are just, no, it spoils things and mm. people don't need them and things like that. I so. guess we don't have to have a whole episode about it. I can say right now okay. that if you don't need the trigger warnings mm -hmm. and you think they spoil the book, then don't read the trigger warnings. That's my stance. It's not there. They're not there for you then. Mm -hmm. They're there for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple. I've had full conversations with people who I adore very much who just cannot seem to wrap their mind around that because they'll be like, well, it tells you about the book. I'm like, then don't fucking read it. Like right. you can skip the page. Right. It's the, not a big deal. They are there for the people who are actively looking yeah. for something that might trigger a negative response. Right. They need that warning. Yeah. And like, if nothing's great. there at this point, the assumption is that there are no issues. Mm -hmm. And so if you come across it by surprise, it will be quite unpleasant. Yeah, if sucks. you like me are lucky enough to not have any major trauma in your life, mm -hmm. uh, that you are not triggered by really anything that is in these books. Right. You don't have to look at the trigger warnings. Mm -hmm. Then they're not for you. Yeah, exactly. No, that's how I feel. And it's, it's just, it's, you know what frustrating when people just, cannot seem to understand that there are other people out there who do have those things mm -hmm. and that it's important that we just be mindful of right. it. It's not hard. It's right. the easiest thing you can do to accommodate somebody is just to put some text on a page being like, Hey, heads up. This is a thing. So maybe skip. Right. Yeah. Ta-da done. Right. So, but yeah, no, it's so frustrating. There we saved ourselves a whole episode. Yeah. There you go. That's our stance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, this week we do not have a guest. Uh, mm -hmm. We ha we have some interviews in the can, but yep. uh, for my own sanity, I was like, we're not going to do an interview the week after yeah. vacation. Keep editing we're, nice and chill. Yeah, going to keep editing <laughs> nice and chill for this week still. Yeah. We're going to ease back into a normal schedule, which mm -hmm. is not true because we're going to do... We've got so it's much gonna, going it's on. It's going to be week. like two weeks of feeling semi-normal, and then yeah. more holidays come. It's right. like this time of year is just insane and crazy. So yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah, our release schedule will be different over the mm -hmm. next few weeks than it probably will be once we get into the new year. Right. Um, but uh, since it was such a giant success last time, it <laughs> went viral everybody was talking about it mm -hmm. uh i thought we'd play another game of guess that gay book yeah this, but time, this time yeah you're in the hot seat i time. have one picked and now you have to guess okay let me get my googles okay, okay. 
Is it fiction? Yes. Is it romance? Yes. Did I narrate it? Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Did you write it? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Is it contemporary? Yes. Mm. Have we interviewed the author? No. Okay. Is it young adult? No. Is it new adult? I think so. No, I don't think so. Okay. Is it a holiday story? It is. Oh. I've only done a handful of those. Is the author Kira Andrews? No, no. Okay. Two for her. Is the author E.J. Russell? Nope. Is the author M.A. Wardell? Yes. So it's Mistletoe and Michigas. Yes. Yay! <laughs> you guessed it so fast. But yeah, I, I was like, oh, this one's perfect because it's one holiday. Two, it happens right after Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah. it does. It takes place. The very first scene in that book takes place the day after Thanksgiving, the Sunday of Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, this is cute. So I picked yeah. that one. I really enjoy that book. If you have not yet picked up Teacher of the Year, which was M.A. Wardell's first book, mm. uh, or the second book in that series now, which is Mistletoe and Michigas, highly recommend it. Uh, I co-narrated the second book with my friend Mark Sanderlin, who just like so perfectly embodied the character that, That's awesome. that, that was written in that book. Like, yeah. it was just one of those things where like, M.A. Wardell sent me the manuscript and was like, you know, this one's dual POV. So mm -hmm. like, do you think we should do a co-narrator or not? And I was like, I don't know. Let me read it and then we'll see. And then like, I just heard Mark's voice in my head for yeah. those chapters. And I was like, I, this is the guy I would recommend. And he's like, I love him. Oh, and, great. and I was like, oh, great. I was like, Mark and I had wanted to do a project together. So I'll mm -hmm. just see if he has time and if he's okay with this level of spiciness. They are spicy books. Oh, okay. They're spicy. Okay. Not like insanely, mm -hmm. um, but like you, they do not cut away oh, okay. for the sex scenes nice. that happen. Sorry if that was a spoiler. Oh, sex scenes happen in these romance novels. <laughs> I figured um, as much. It seemed like it would. Yeah. So Mistletoe and Michigas, highly recommend the audio because I think Mark is great. I think I'm pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think we did a good job together. <laughs> People seem to like the books. Good. Uh, and more to come in this series from this author. Highly recommend you follow him on TikTok. He is like a prolific TikTok poster. Oh, nice. In a way that like I am surprised by. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough nice things about, about the author and those books. And I hope that more people go and get them. And it is a perfect time to be consuming Mistletoe and Michigas. Yeah, it looks it like I read the synopsis and it sounds so cute. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Like the whole fake dating thing is a big one too. And yeah, I, yeah. all of it, a lot of check marks on that was like, yeah. this is cute. Yeah. So. And also we'll have to talk about this on a future episode. Uh, there's a lot of body positivity. Oh, good. And especially the second book. Okay. So sweet. Love that. Recommend. It's a, it's a good bonus. It is. It is. So, yeah. So, uh, yes, that was our speed round. Of yeah, Guess I was a, you knocked that out so fast. I'm so good at these things. Yeah, you're I, like, I'm a 20 questions savant. Okay. I, yeah. I just like, they just come to me one after the other. See, my I'm mind ready. goes like full white noise when I put on this, when I'm put on the spot. So like, <laughs> if we're going to do another one, you have to give me a heads up so I can write questions down. Because okay. if you're like, Hey, I'm going to be like, I don't remember my name. I'm like, telling you right now. 
we're going to do another one at okay. some point. Okay, I'll get my questions, get questions ready. ready. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, if you would like to get in touch with us with questions that you might have, uh, we are available uh, at all the socials that are listed in the episode show notes. Uh, you can visit our website, Hoof and Fang Podcast dot com uh, or email us at hoofandfangpodcast at gmail.com uh, join our patreon uh, they are at the time of us recording this episode we still have the audiobook poll live mm-hmm. but by the time this episode comes out it will no longer be live so <laughs> well i think it'll be live are we turning it off on the first or like midnight? Of Listen, the first? we'll turn it off on the second. Okay. So this perfect. is your last chance. Yeah, if there you, you want to vote in our audiobook <laughs> poll, go do it right now. Join our Patreon. You can even join for free mm-hmm. to vote in that poll. Uh, but as a part of, as a paid member of the Patreon, you also get access to all of our Animorphs episodes, bonus up, uh, content with the authors that we're interviewing um, and more fun things to come. So we want you. Yes. We want to earn your Patreon dollars. <laughs> so please join us over there and let us know if there's something we're not doing that we could be. We definitely uh, want to be making everybody who supports the podcast super happy. Indeed. Yep. And there's our goal. Yes. So go join the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Go get Eternal Sin by Mia Monroe. Do it. Uh, if you just want to send me some money, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that too. Look how shameless you are. You're like my cash app thing is this. Yeah. PayPal, PayPal at Curve, Curve available Graves. in my link tree. Uh, you know, <laughs> listen, the holidays are expensive. Hey, man. And I'm doing one free audiobook a month. There you go. <laughs> so. I get it. Like just today, my freaking debit card got compromised. So, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? Send me some money. Right? I got to recoup that shit. <laughs> what a day. I'm, I experience no shame. <laughs> uh, apparently, this is where we're at. Yeah, I mean, no shame. Hey. All right. So we will be back next week. We will have an interview next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, who knows what we'll, we'll be chatting about. Yeah. Even we don't know yet. Yeah. We're, we're wild like that. Yeah. <laughs> wild and crazy guys. All right. Everybody have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>